the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. This is something I don't get to do. I try on Mondays to start the show with what year-to-date on the stock market results are. And last year was not fun because... NASDAQ was down 30%. SP 500 was down 20%. The Dow Jones was down roughly 10%. The last year was a year where value, i.e. the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30, outperformed growth. Value outperformed growth. And you could see it in the indexes. NASDAQ's considered a growth index because it's got more tech companies and growing companies. The Dow is historically big companies that are, that are, are nice and lovely, but they're big. And they've already done their thing. Not necessarily growy, maybe a little bit more showy in the earnings consistency. The S&P 500, the NASDAQ, and the Dow all are up and down 0% of the year right now. But that'll change by the end of the day. 10-year treasury starts the year off at 3.8%. Bitcoin starts off at $16,720. I've seen projections for 70% up move. I've seen projections for an 80% down move for 2023. Happy New Year! Oil starts the year off at roughly $80 a barrel. So it's a fresh slate. I love that. We will fill in those numbers as the year goes on. Uh, That's the name of the game on this show. Last night, we saw something that I feel is tragic, almost expected, but tragic. Buffalo Bills safety, Damar Hamlin, is in critical condition at a Cincinnati hospital after he suffered cardiac arrest in the first quarter of the night's NFL game, Monday night football. Um, I missed the play. I was working, prepping for today's show. With that said, I'm now at the age where I don't want to see it. Um, I hear it. It's, it's not as jarring as some of the other things that you don't want to see on the internet. I hear the thing that was most jarring was seeing grown men cry. Uh, seeing CPR being performed and ESPN not knowing what the hell to do with the cameras. With the commissioner not canceling the game immediately. It took an hour plus. And then you have to sit there and watch all the sports announcers go, this is a matter of life and death, from a sporting event to life and death. And then you had to hear the continual talk about, it's just a game. It's just a game. It's just a game. Why did it take over an hour to cancel it? The NFL drew criticism because it took too long on that how they handled it. Um, it was the coaches and the players who basically you know, made the decision to move on. It shouldn't be that way. It should be the players unions. It should be the executives, but you can see that um, this was an interesting way to start the year. As far as headline stories go, I'm going to go over some of the headline stories of 2022 later. This is a year where I want you to invest smarter, not necessarily harder. I want you to be consistent. I want you to max out your 401k. The number one thing you can do to get to retirement. And I was just telling my producer this because he's a younger man than me. 
And I said, the best thing you have about the show is you're going to get a free education on how much you need for retirement. Um, I used to say that I could live off a million dollars. Now that number is probably more like a million and a half if I were to be single because of inflation. Um, with a spouse and two kids, the number is probably more like four and a half, five million for me because I want that asset to stay and I want to live off the income. I don't want to dwindle down my assets. I want to live off the income. There's different ways you can do it. Um, there was a crazy Times Square attack on New Year's Eve where, again, large crowds. You, you start to cringe when you hear headlines. A 19-year-old man was charged with attempting to murder police officers after attacking them with a machete in New York City's Times Square on New Year's Eve. I'm one of those people that have bad luck. <laughs> like I really feel that I have bad luck in life. I would have been at that location. I would have been near this had I went to New York City. I did not. Um, but just to show you my, your luck, my luck, I went to, uh, Vegas on New Year's, uh, I went to see a show. No, I did not see Adele. I know you have this image of me seeing Adele. No, 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 it's not Adele. Um, but I took my kids to a Vegas Golden Knights hockey game and the seat that I was sitting in, we had to get two sets of two seats because the game was sold out really aggressively. And we did this last minute, but the row that I was sitting in collapsed and my, it, it almost snapped my back. It was like, whoa, if I wanted to, I could lay down on the ground and, and pretended to be more hurt than I was. It hurt. It wasn't bad. Um, but that was a money. Like that was a Vegas is lucky. I wasn't like trying to go after the attorneys. Trust me. There's a lot of attorney ads in Vegas. If you know what I'm saying, saying, but sometimes luck, like I almost got hurt. And then I go back and like, I see the football player did get hurt. Then I see Times Square attacks and I have some bad luck sometimes. So I just want you to know, I don't live a golden life. Tesla's on the struggle bus today. Woo, woo. I guess it's the Tesla train. Woo, woo. The automaker delivered the most vehicles it ever had in a quarter up to 405,278 in the fourth quarter. But that 11% jump from third quarter still came up short of expectations. Stock's getting hurt today. Another start of the year. Elon Musk down 6.6%. He does not need Tesla to go lower. Now, in his back pocket, he has SpaceX, which will likely come public in 2023 or 2024. That's going to replenish his billions of dollars of assets that he's lost in Twitter. Tesla rolled out an end-of-the-year $7,500 incentive for some models to juice sales. Stock falling 6% today. Let's talk about this year. Start off, and then we'll get into some specifics as the show goes on. But uh, I'm expecting difficulty for stocks in the first half of the year and then a recovery in the second half of the year. As the recession hits in the United States, that's when the market will be close to a bottom. And then we'll engineer our way out of a recession. Either Congress will get together and say, let's do some stimulus. The Biden state of Alabama needs some stimulus. The great state of Vermont needs some stimulus. So Congress will do something along those lines, or the Federal Reserve will say, come on, guys, we have high unemployment. People have lost their jobs. Let's help them out. Let's lower interest rates. If you're not going to do it, Congress, we'll do it, Federal Reserve. So if you want the market gods to laugh at you, tell them your plan. And I just said my plan for 2023 is expect a difficult half for stocks followed by a recovery. Um, We enter 2023 expecting a recession. Based on, number one, the percentage of U.S. Treasury yield curves that are inverted. 
And number two, the level of the concert board leading economic indicators. How many permits are being issued for homes? How much work do we know is coming down? I've already talked about AMD, Intel, and NVIDIA slashing orders with Taiwan Semiconductor. That's good news, not bad news, because we're expecting a slower 2023, and we kind of want to see companies line up with that expectation. So a recession, this one's going to be historically unique, and that's what I like about this business is there's a lot of uniqueness to it. Um, The S&P 500 may have already made the low prior to the economic downturn, and we have a lot of jobs which tends not to be a sign of a recession coming. Um, But there's a lot of wonkiness. I continue to stick with the view that a recession is likely, which means the market should make a new low at some point in the first half with a defensive posture being warranted, even if the consensus that we can get out of it sooner rather than later. So a small recession, a not very wide recession, a not very deep recession compared to a prolonged recession. That's one thing our governments and our regulators have done a nice job of. They've managed recessions to, to be shorter. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. Gold is surged to a six-month high. Analysts expect records in 2023. I am not a gold guy. And that is a failure as well as a lucky, lucky failure of just being ignorant. I don't look at gold and say, wow, it doesn't have a job. It doesn't produce earnings. It's pretty. I understand there's demand for it. I get it for jewelry. (laughs) I don't get it for inflation, especially when countries like the United States. Yes, we do have a gold reserve. Yes, we also print money. And maybe that's the idea is the reserve, you can't print more gold. It is what it is. But until I go into a bar, ye old tavern, and say, bartender, give me a pint of the tasty stuff. And he goes, that'll be one gold piece, master. Until that happens, I'm not a gold guy. I don't see transactions with it. I have the same problem with Bitcoin. I get it. I get that it's supposed to, both of them are supposed to fight inflation as there's only so many out there. But I don't see the business of it. Price of gold notched a six-month high this morning. Analysts believe there's room to rally. Spot gold peaked just above $1,850 an ounce, easing off the trade around uh, that level. So that's another thing that's expected to happen in 2023. Would I invest that way? I wouldn't. But again, I, I to me, it's almost too cautious investing that way. I like dividends. Some people like, you know, growth stocks. I like companies that make a lot of money and pay their shareholders back. The only company that I own, and I, I got to check this, but I think this is right. I think I only own one company out of, out of about 20 companies that doesn't pay a dividend. Again, I own the S&P 500, so in theory, I own 500 companies. I'm not trying to make a definitive statement here. What happened... In 2022, what happened in 2021? I like <clears throat> end of the year quizzes, top 10 lists. I love lists. And the first couple of weeks of the year, I'm going to be going through a lot of top 10 lists. <clears throat> but just to give you a, an example of 
how weird of two years it's been. When do you think Facebook rebranded to Meta? They changed the name from Facebook to Meta. Was that in 2021 or was it in 2022? Now, again, Meta, the metaverse, Zuckerberg losing billions of dollars per quarter. Wall Street not liking it, sending the stock to a two-year low, uh, i.e. pre-pandemic levels. Okay, so when did Facebook rebrand to Meta? Was it 2021 or 2022? I'll give you a second. A little Jeopardy music, please. Do, 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 Give me an answer. The answer is 2021. Netflix releasing season four of Stranger Things. Was that 2021 or 2022? That was 2022. Jeff Bezos stepping down as Amazon CEO. Was that 2021 or was that 2022? Keep in mind, 2022... Amazon had a brutally bad year showing up on my list of potential stocks to buy this year. Jeff Bezos stepped down as Amazon CEO was in 2021. Former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was assassinated. This was a big story. Was that in 2021 or 2022? To have a leader or a former leader taken down by an assassin? How does that happen? That happened in 2022. The container ship ever given. Do you remember ever given in the headlines? And uh, blocking the Suez Canal. That was 2021. Um, The James Webb Space Telescope being launched was a big story in, was that 2021 or 2022? That was Christmas of 2021. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck getting married in Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Was that 2021? 2022. 2022. I only throw down ideas like this because it gives us the concept of what's real, what's fake. What do we think we know? What do we think? And your own internal beliefs can screw you up is what I'm trying to get at. Um, so be cautious. Just the difference in one year, you might be missing the point. Let's move on, shall we? Famous quotes. Um, I'm not a big quote guy, but Rafael Nadal, uh, Novak Djokovic, being denied entry into a country due to its COVID vaccine policy in January said, I think if he wanted, he would be playing here in Australia without a problem. What's interesting to note about that is that's a COVID story, right? Where he got blocked because he wouldn't get a vaccination. I know you're saying, is that still happening? That's still happening. Um... Do you remember this quote last year? Elon Musk saying, next I'm buying Coca-Cola to put the blank back in it. Do you remember what, it, what that blank was? It was cocaine. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Um, Lizzo. I don't know what you think about Lizzo. I think she's controversial because she's a big woman and people have a problem with that. Um, I think her music's pretty darn cute and cool and kind of unique. And she said, I just blanked and played James Madison's Crystal Flute from the 1800s. She was at a Washington, D.C. concert in September. What was the blank that Lizzo said? It's it's a word that's not in many people's vocabulary, I think. Who listened to this show? Twerked. Twerked. So 2022, we had it all. Um... Who retired in 2022? 
Ben Roethlisberger, Jack Dorsey, Stephen Breyer, Justice Stephen Breyer from the Supreme Court, Roger Federer. One of those did not retire. Three of them did retire. The one that did not retire was Jack Dorsey. Um, movies that Ryan Reynolds were in. He was in a lot of movies, right? Was he in Bullet Train, Adam Project, Spirited, or Black Adam? Which one was he not in? Bullet Train, The Adam Project, Spirited, or Black Adam? And the answer is Black Adam. But the point of that story is Ryan Reynolds gets a lot of work. <laughs> he gets a lot of work. Do you remember the Super Bowl last year? And seeing Larry David and Giselle Boonchin and Steph Curry all promoting crypto exchange FTX. We're not going to hold it against them because they were just taking a paycheck, but it does bring up, what are you willing to put your name next to? And something our government has to do immediately in 2023 is get some more regulations down on crypto and what it means to our society. And the last thing that we need is the securities industry that I work in, stocks are securities. You can buy and sell them. We're regulated to the point that we're not allowed to have celebrity endorsers. Now, I think that's a good thing, not a bad thing. And I use the same example every single time because I live in the Bay Area. <laughs> if I owned an investment company, which I do not, I'm an employee of one now. I used to own an investment company, but <clears throat> we can't hire Larry David or Giselle Boonchin or Steph Curry to come out and say, <clears throat> Rob Black is the best investor of all time. My playing career, I can drain threes, but this guy can hook you up with better than market performance. I can't legally have Steph Curry do that. FTX and crypto needs to get into that world at some point in time. We've seen FTX hire celebrities to kind of like seduce you into, oh, if it's good enough for Ben Affleck, it's good enough for me. Or if it's good enough for Larry David, it's good enough for me. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. So I watched over the holidays, a couple movies, clearly Avatar 2. Here's my movie review. Very, very long. Kind of like the first one but very, very long. Let's talk about what else. Um, I watched Netflix's Glass Onion. Um, murder mysteries are not really a thing. I grew up with murder mysteries, and then they kind of went away, and superheroes came in, and now maybe murder mysteries would come back on the large screen. That was fun. I think that there were some flaws with the movie, for sure, but it killed two hours in a sweet, sweet, sweet <clears throat> fashion. And it just reminded me, I don't need to see another superhero movie for a long time. Will I? Probably. But I don't need to. Let's talk about out with the old, in with the new. It's 2023. Happy New Year! Let's hope 2022 is the outlier, is the weirdo. And 2023, we kind of get back to celebrating up market. Still, my expectations are for the first half of the year to be either range-bound or trending lower until we get earnings expectations dropping and jobs being cut, which we're not seeing much of either. We want to see the unemployment rate move higher, and we want to see the earnings expectations move lower. When they happen, I will tell you. Second half of the year, we look for a recession and uh, the start of a recovery. And since Wall Street moves six months before an event, we should start seeing the recovery sometime in the second half of the year if things play out the way they should. The bond market had its worst year ever. 
The stock market had its worst year since 2008. It was a no place to hide year in 2022. Especially if you retired in 2022, you're like, I think I probably want it to work till a couple more years. Um, what we have this morning is some bargain hunting in both the bond market and the stock market. You have the pressure of tax loss selling on the stock market easing, where in the month of December, people looked at their portfolios and said, okay, I'm getting ready to pay 2022 taxes in April of 2023. And how can I offset some of my income? And you could offset some of it with selling some of your losers. Again, this is where you need to consult a CPA. Because I don't legally give tax advice, and everyone's tax scenario is slightly different. Um, so it's impossible to do on radio, in my opinion. I don't think you'll ever hear a tax man radio show because it's impossible to give specific advice. Um, you have to do it generically, and then that, that may not help people. I can give generic advice like in the stock market and say everyone should max out their 401ks. If you can put in 5%, 10%, 15% this year, 15% is better than 10, 10 is better than 5. I can say things like that. Hmm. I like investing in down market, so I expect most of the stuff that I've bought in last year to be higher in two to three years, markably higher than the stock market. So I feel like I'm getting a leveraged discount when we're down. We're seeing pre-market gains turn into losses this morning. Apple and Tesla are noticeably absent. Um, some selling pressure. So it's not quite over yet. Again, Apple not Apple, excuse me, Intel, NVIDIA, and AMD, all are cutting sales production expectations on semiconductors. So they're telling Taiwan Semiconductor, the largest foundry in the world, we don't need as many chips as we told you. We need you to scale back on that. That's a sign that we are getting in line with realistic expectations for 2023. 2022, those tech companies, AMD, Intel, and NVIDIA said, we need as many chips as you can give us. Because we know you're having problems getting all the parts and shipping them and dealing with your employees who come in to make the semiconductors at Taiwan Semiconductor. They get COVID, you shut down, I get it. Um, to the reality of, well, our consumers now, they're not buying as much as they used to. So we're lowering expectations. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. You don't want to whistle through the graveyard of an upcoming recession. You want to plan for it so you don't have too much inventory. Intel, AMD, and NVIDIA would love to get their hands on product if there's high demand. They hate to get their hands on product if there's low demand. For the record, CES is starting today. It's a consumer electronics show out of Vegas. I used to love CES, um, seeing what new product is out there. This year, I'm going to read the after reports. I'm not going to be listening to keynotes. I'm not going to be following the headline breaking news. CNBC is probably not going to cut into a live reporter live from CES. Um, so that's what's changed from 2022 to 2023, in my opinion, a little bit of bargain hunting, less tax loss selling, bringing back some buyers. Futures started the, this morning in the positive and they turned negative. Well, they didn't turn negative. Markets turned negative is the right way of saying that. Um, I don't do this often, but let me do it right here, right now. Let's take a look at the market numbers. I know you're saying it's only been half a day. It hasn't even been half a day. I see the one headline that keeps bouncing up. The NFL handled the injury last night shamefully, which for the record, the Vegas Knights do a cool thing at their hockey games. Anytime there's a power play penalty on the other team, 
um, the crowd starts chanting shame, which we all saw in Game of Thrones, where they made the queen, the mother, uh, the queen of the mother or the uh, mother of the king all march down the steps and ring a bell and everyone in the crowd would yell shame, 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 shame. So stocks are lower. Is this could be a bad omen? They say how the first five days of the, of the trading year go, so goes the year. Day one starting off with a whiff. SP 500 is down 13. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 43. The Nasdaq down 67. The Russell 2000 down. They're all down about a quarter to a half percent. Crude oil sits at $78. We look at crude oil on this show as kind of a cost to doing business. Um, but it also tells us about expectations for demand. I don't know where the new crude oil level is going to be. It used to be in my head. 60 was was just right. 40 was a little too low. 80 was a little too high. Anything above 80 was redonkulously going to hurt the economy. But that was five years ago. And I say five years ago because I'm saying pre-pandemic. Clearly pre-pandemic, okay? Um, now we're going to have to reset where we think oil should be. Gold sitting at eighteen thirty nine an ounce, trading up about thirteen bucks, a little off its daily high. Ten year treasury sits three point seven percent. Bitcoin's down eighty five bucks, sitting at sixteen thousand six hundred and forty. The big stories of the day is Wall Street reacts to Tesla's delivery mess, and it was a big one. Um, they produced a lot of cars. They didn't deliver as many as they produced, which is interesting because they used to not have that problem. And that brings up the question of why are they having that problem? I'm taking a look now. Nike, it names like Google, but still the shine's coming off on Apple. Apple didn't go down as much as Google and Microsoft and Facebook did last year and Amazon. As a tech giant, people sometimes like the parody of they all go down 25 to 40%. And when Apple hung in there for the rest of until November, until it really started to kind of not crater, but slide. We're looking at this. As the start of 2023. Um, I'm not a big fan of crypto. I'm not a big fan of crypto analysts. I know a lot of people who've left their jobs to become crypto influencers and crypto analysts. And I find it embarrassing to see their content that they're creating. I get it. I get that they want to invest in it. I get that they want to get the home run. I get that they're also hurting a lot of people because they're not trained as um, CFAs. They're not analysts. They're mom and dads who are going, well, this is new, so I can jump on this bandwagon. Tim Draper is a billionaire. He says Bitcoin will soar to 250000 in 2023. I'm not going to make a bold prediction that comes back to haunt me. I'm not going to say I'll cut off my hand and flush it down the toilet if that happens, but I'm not expecting that one to happen. If I did, I would be putting money into crypto right here, right now. Bitcoin, the world's leading cryptocurrency by market value, has fallen from an all-time high of 69000 which it hit in November of 2021 to 16,750, where it currently is now. I want nothing to do with that. If I miss a move that doubles or triples or quadruples, I'm okay with that. I'm in the sixth or seventh inning of my investment game. 
And once I close out the ninth inning, then I'm going to move into an in- income strategy more so than a growth in income. 10 years ago, I was in a growth phase. I don't need a home run. I don't need Bitcoin. Uh, Tim Draper said, my assumption is that since women control 80% of retail spending and only one in seven Bitcoin wallets are currently held by women, that that dam is about to break. You know what assumptions do, Tim Draper? They make an ass out of you and me. I don't like assumptions. And I think that is very flimsy analysis to be thrown down. I get where you're going with it. I think if you look at homes in any city, the homes that are closest to the best schools get a little bit of a premium. Because moms want their kids to go to the best schools. Dads are like, we can live in a cardboard box and be a happy family. Moms are like, let's get a little bit closer to the school. Um, So I'm not a big fan of Tim Draper here. I just think that's pretty shoddy analysis. How much time do I have? One minute. One minute. Okay, thank you. Um, A little out of practice. Took a little time off over the holidays. Hopefully you did as well. Um, this is an interesting way to end this segment. The middle-class income, how it looks differently in 20 cities in the United States. I'm not going to go through all 20, but to be middle-class in Washington, D.C., you need to be somewhere between 74,000 and 221,000. To be middle-class in uh, Phoenix, you need somewhere between 50,000 and 150,000. To be middle-class in San Francisco, it's 71,000 to 232,000. So picking a city to live in can determine your your quality of life. That's interesting, right? And obviously the bigger cities are going to be more expensive. But those are big discrepancies. I'm Rob Black. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Monday through Thursdays, I'm going to do a show podcast really dedicated towards the daily news fridays are going to be my strategy days um i do a couple hours of radio a day some of it is strategy that i repurpose on fridays some of it is live that looks silly if we talk about it tomorrow for instance let me give you an example tesla shares are down 10 percent today after reporting a record 40 percent growth deliveries um, that's gonna be on the monday show because on tuesday or friday it's gonna be old news but if I were to tell you the top 10 cities to retire into, there's a list of where a million dollars retirement savings last longest. And we're all different, right? And where a million dollars won't go very far. Um, that's more of a Friday show kind of strategy. And let me go over a couple of these real quick. Where a million dollars won't go that far, Hawaii, it'll last about 10.9 years. New York, 13.8 years. California, 15 years. Massachusetts, 16.2 years. Alaska, 16 and a half years. I would have thought Alaska had some lower costs, but again, it's part of, um, I don't want to say an island, but it's kind of way, way, way out there. So for them to get their goods, it's always going to cost more in shipping like Hawaii. We get why Hawaii is expensive because it's lovely. Areas where a million dollars will go the furthest, five of the 10 names are in the southeast of the United States. The Republican-leaning part of the United States. I think uh, if I were to make a very uh, generic statement, the southern states tend to vote Republican. 
the coastal New York and California tend to go Democrat and Texas tends to go Republican. So you can kind of see where a million dollars is going to last you the longest in Mississippi, 25.3 years, 25.3 years. So if I retired and I didn't feel really secure, I might move to Mississippi. And this is the best thing that I do on radio because I grew up kind of wonky. I grew up overseas. Um, my wife asked me why I have no friends. I was like, well, cause I didn't learn how to develop friends when I was a kid because I didn't know how to speak Greek or Turkish or, or Japanese or German. Like I grew up overseas and all my friends were Greek, German, <laughs> Japanese, Turkish. Um, so it was tough. It was a tough game. So I had brothers. So I, I value family more than I value friendships. But anyway, so here's how I learned how to spell Mississippi as a kid. Emma, quick letter, quick letter, ah, quick letter, quick letter, ah, hunchback letter, hunchback letter, ah. And because I can get that cadence in my head, I learned how to spell it. No problem. Mississippi, a million dollars will last 25.3 years. Wow. Compared to just 10.9 years in Hawaii. Number two on the list, Oklahoma, the last 24.8 years compared to just 13.8 years in New York. Kansas, a million dollars will last you 24.6 years versus California, 15 years. Alabama, 24 years. Massachusetts, 16.2. Those are over 10 to 15 year variants where it'll last longer in southeast parts of the country. I know Kansas isn't considered southeast. But forgive me. Um, if I were put in a bad situation... Let's say I get a divorce and I lose all my money. I don't know. And I'm down to a million dollars. I'd go, I'd live in Mississippi. I'll find some cute little, I don't know. I was going to say Delta Queen. But I got to be careful what I say because my spouse might be listening. That's terrible. But no, no, no. The, the example was the precedent was set up that I got a divorce or something bad happened. I, I hit bad times. So my wife runs off with Brad Pitt. <laughs> I don't know. That would kind of suck. That would kind of suck, in my opinion. Anyhow, anyway, let's move forward. Uh, let's hit some of the stock stories of the day. Tesla's down about 10% after reporting a record 40% growth in deliveries, missing analyst expectations. Cody is down 2.5% today. Cody is increasing exposure to China and travel retail, which should allow for recovery headwinds, tailwinds, 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 not headwinds. So Cody's getting a little bit of love. PayPal. Boy, oh boy, was that an interesting um, 2022. Not good. Not earning much money. And in the transaction business, stock got smacked last year. Today, you're seeing a bank lifting its price target on the digital payment stocks. And seems reasonable now. Seemed expensive last year. Seems reasonable now. Um, Macau is reopening. Optimism. Macau is the Las Vegas of China. It's always been a big story in the last 20 years as Vegas would draw in the international gamblers until Macau came along and China said, we want this to succeed. And they really ramped up allowing American casinos into their country. But with COVID-1, they were limited to sometimes 10% capacity. And... I don't know if I should even be talking about gambling stocks in Macau. I, I'm just, I just am, okay? The reason I'm talking about it is it appears to the world that in December, um, China said a dirty word and, and gave up on COVID. 
zero COVID, it, it looks like it's dead. And now they're being overrun with hospitalization rates. And they're getting quite sick with COVID. Of which, for the record, there's a new story that there's a new COVID variant that's twice as infective, starting to double every week in the United States. Whatever it is you believe in, good for you. But I'm vaccinated. And when I'm on a bus, like an airplane, which is a bus in a sky, I wear a mask and I wash my hands a lot during the day. Um, it's a good habit. It's not a bad habit, no matter how you look at it. So as far as germs go, if you believe in germs, which I still believe in germs, Molson Coors today. Oh, OK. So last thing I want to say about Macau is analysts are giving it some love today because China appears to say there's going to be death and that's fine. We're just not going to shut down like we used to. Whereas they didn't want death, they would shut down previous to December, 2022 Molson cores. They're down 1% today after being downgraded to underweight from equal weight, expecting to see downside to street estimates in 2023. For more information about EP wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon intelligence agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flint with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com